Welcome to Sermons from Silver Moon with Pastor Phil Barber of the Silver Moon Full Gospel Church. The Silver Moon Full Gospel Church is committed to preaching the Word of God and invites you to join them for Sunday morning worship at 10 a.m. and Wednesday night service at 6.30. Now, here's Pastor Phil Barber with today's message. Part two of this message. The title is, In Preparation for the Unknown Tomorrow. All of you, all of you, including me, will have an unknown tomorrow. Your tomorrow that is coming will not look like today. That tomorrow will be difficult and tough, but it'll also be victorious. My subtitle is, The Process God Uses to Fulfill His Purposes Through Your Life. Jesus had to submit. He decided to submit. You and I have to learn to submit to the authority in our lives. God is trying to teach us today how to submit so you will be prepared for your unknown tomorrow. And I know what you're thinking. It's just Pastor Phil. And you're right. I know preachers get a little high and mighty about themselves. Now, I'm going to tell you what, what preachers really are. We're manure carriers. I wish I could say it differently. <laughs> but we carry manure. In Luke chapter 13, the owner of a vineyard puts a fig tree in this vineyard. I'm going to want to preach a sermon on this, but it won't hurt you. It doesn't produce fruit. And the caretaker of this fig tree, you're the fig tree, okay? Hopefully you're a fruit-bearing fig tree. But this fig tree, let's see, let me pick a member. No, I won't. It's a producing fruit. And the owner who has every right to cut it down wants to cut it down. And the caretaker says, no, no, let's don't cut it down. Let me dig a trench around it, and let's put some manure around it and water it and care for it. Now, you can look at manure two ways. I grew up in southeastern Colorado, Panhandle, Texas, and we have large feedlots. I worked in the third largest one in the world at that time. And with the wind is blowing the right way, you can smell it for a long ways off. But the saying was, if you had cattle in that feedlot and you could smell it, it, it smelled like money. And if you didn't have cattle, <laughs> it smelled like manure. And you might think, well, he's nobody. Pastor Phil carries manure. But you have to learn submission. Even if you're the greater. Even if you're the smartest. Even if you're superior. There's times that all of us have to learn submission and must submit to be ready for the unknown tomorrow. Why? Because I'm going to tell you something. The devil is going to show up in the unknown tomorrow. Not every time, but he's going to show up. And if he doesn't show up, a trial or a test is going to show up. Trouble's going to show up. David thought he was just taking food this day to his brothers 
and found out that his tomorrow (laughs) included a giant in a valley. David was anointed king by by a judge named Samuel, and he thought he was going to sit on the throne, not realizing that his tomorrow included another king named Saul who had every intention to kill him. But God is preparing him. David was supposed to be at war when all kings went to war, but he stayed at home, and he's on top of the roof enjoying himself. I guess sunbathing, I don't know. Maybe he's barbecuing something. But he looked across, and on the next roof was a beautiful young woman bathing. And instead of being where he was, he summoned that woman and came in. In that unknown tomorrow was a temptation that he wasn't prepared to overcome. David had a handsome boy named Absalom. Unknown to him, Absalom was working behind the scenes to overthrow him. And David had to flee from his own city. Why, Absalom disgraced his own father. So you don't know what is in your unknown tomorrow. The devil will show up. So Jesus goes back at the age of 12. The Messiah, he knows he's the Messiah. But for 18 years, the Bible leaves him alone. He is silent. And we do not see Jesus again until he's 30 years of age. And he goes to the River Jordan to be baptized by John the Baptist. And John the Baptist is preparing the way of the Lord. And he's, this is his message. There's one who's coming mightier than I who's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with a fire. That's his message. Now, I wrote something on Facebook about that. It wasn't until he saw Jesus that he said, Behold, the Lamb of God was taken away the sin of the world. Now, I preached five, six sermons on that out of that text all by itself. The teacher that we have on Wednesday night spoke last night on behold the uh, last Wednesday on behold the Lamb of God and he will speak every Wednesday night on behold the Lamb of God. I do want to minimize, but I want just to chase that. Around. I want you to realize that that was what John was saying that Jesus would do. It's just as important as taking away the sin of the world. But when John Jesus walks in and John says, "Behold the Lamb of God." takes away the sin of the world. Jesus says, I've come to be baptized. And John rightly says, I should be baptized by you. You have the baptism we need. We don't need my baptism. We know that because it went away. But you don't need my, I need your baptism. But Jesus says, suffer to be so for the that we may fulfill all righteousness. Jesus doesn't make a scene. He doesn't make a sound. Listen, he submits himself to the lesser, to the one who says he's not worthy to latch the shoes of Jesus Christ. And yet Jesus submits to John the Baptist.
We have the lesser, the greater submitting to the lesser. So John baptizes Jesus when he comes out of the water. The Holy Spirit, like a dove, not a dove, like a dove, comes and rests upon the head of Jesus. And then God speaks. This is my son in whom I am well pleased. How many of you would like to hear God say that about you? Well, some of you would. It's okay to say amen once in a while, okay? But I got a big question for you, theologians. What had Jesus done up to this point to warm the heart of God to get this kind of praise? Let me clarify what I mean. You realize Jesus is not preaching the sermon? He's not healed a blind man. He's not cast out a demon. He's not cleansed a leopard. He hasn't raised anyone from the dead. He hasn't cured one sick person. He hasn't walked on water. He hasn't fed one person with any fish or any loaves. He hasn't been to the cross. He hasn't risen from the dead. He hasn't forgiven sin. He has done nothing except be baptized. Or has he? He has done the one thing that God is looking for. And God is looking for this in all of our lives. What has he done? He has submitted himself to Mary and Joseph. And then he has submitted himself to John the Baptist. Why? Because God is preparing him for the unknown tomorrow. Here's the question. How do you know you are submitted to God? Understand something. It goes backwards. It begins with submitting to man. And by submitting to man, those who have authority, to God. If you can't submit to those who God has placed in your life, then you're not submitting to God. Why is this lesson of submission important? Jump way ahead here. Because one night, in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus Christ is facing the unknown tomorrow. He's facing something he had, never, he had never known. He is going to be separated from God for the first time in eternity. God the Father and God the Spirit. And now it is time for him to submit to the purpose and plan and the will of God. He's 30 years of age. And he prays. Not my will. But your will be done. He learned how to submit to his parents. And by learning to submit to his parents, it's easy to submit to John when the time came. And now it's time to submit to God. And if you don't learn the lesson of submission, you will not be ready for your unknown tomorrow.
God said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. How do you submit? You submit by going to church. You got father's house. You submit by paying your tithes. You submit by praying. You submit by worshiping when we worship. When we sing, you ought to sing. Why? The devil is going to show up in your unknown tomorrow. He did for Jesus. Before Jesus was sent to the masses to preach, to heal, to die on the cross, to rise again from the dead, to be to ascend into heaven, to sit at the right hand of the Father, to be exalted there. Do you know what? He was sent into the wilderness. And I know there's a lot of churches you go to, they won't tell you there's a wilderness. And you just be happy that, but you'll find out, you're going to be in one, whether they tell you or not. He was sent to the wilderness. You know what? I can hear him. I don't want to fast for 40 days. I want to go preach. I don't want to be hungry for 40 days. I want to heal the sick. I don't want to face the devil. I want to be in the house of God with the choir and the preacher. But the Spirit of God drove him, led him into the wilderness to face the devil. Did he learn submission? There's a temptation there. He's hungry. And the devil says, well, if you're, God, if you're the son of God, turn these stones into bread. You can do it. So Jesus had to decide at that moment, am I going to submit to God and trust him, or am I going to satisfy myself i'm gonna submit to me and get what i want i'm hungry i have 40 days i have done a lot for god 40 days of fasting 40 days of hunger i deserve now just a little bit for myself and jesus told the devil We don't survive by bread alone, but by God's word. Takes him up to the temple mount. Says, well, if you're God's son and God loves you, just throw yourself off and the angels will catch you and everybody in Jerusalem will see how powerful and wonderful you are. Submit to me. Submit to yourself. Let's take a shortcut to glory. Tells him not to tempt God, that it was presumptuous to do this. It was sin. Instead, of, he submitted to God there. Then he took him and showed him all the kingdoms of this world. He saw, at that time, he saw all the glory of London. He saw all the glory of Washington, D.C. and New York City in its heyday. He saw the glory of Babylon in its time, the glory of Assyria in its time, the glory of the Persian Empire, all the great empires. And the devil said, I'll give them all to you. You just need to bow down and worship me. See, God was going to give him all that. You can take that little short trip, or you can take the long trip, the tough one. And Jesus said, I'll take the long trip. 
I'm not, I'm not going to submit to myself. I'm not going to please myself. I am going to submit to God Almighty. Yesterday, I'm printing out the message, this sermon. And something popped up in my head. Now, remember, what did I tell you? The devil will show up in your unknown tomorrow. And as I was getting ready to print, this popped in my head. I need to add this scripture for you. You know what it is? James says, submit yourself, therefore, to God. You know what the next line is? Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Submit to God, and then resist the devil, and he will flee from you. You see the order there? You and I need to learn to submit. Power to overcome the devil and to win the victory that God wants you to have starts with submission. You are standing here this morning. This is why I'm saying all this. I believe you're standing in the season. Listen to me. Where God wants to change everything for you. God, you are standing in a place in a season where God wants to change everything for you. Do you want God to change everything for you? Here's what I'm telling you. He's preparing you for that change. For what he wants to do. And you and I need to start where the second person, the Trinity, started when he took on flesh and learned submission. You'll find in the book of Hebrews that he learned submission. Five, chapter five, verses seven through ten. A little farther ahead than where I'm at in the message because of what he learned as a child, but it's there. Realize something. When the today will not look like tomorrow. And that's good. Because from the moment Jesus came out of that water and the father said, this is my son in my place. You know what? He never picked up another saw. He never picked up a hammer. He never built another piece of furniture. He never went back in that carpenter shop. His tomorrow completely changed from his today. And God wants to change your today to a victorious tomorrow. And we're going to look at this. I didn't want to tell you it's going to be easy, but I want to tell you he will be victorious. The devil left him for a season. The devil will run. The devil will flee. The problems will disappear. God will give you and me victory. Why? Because you are going through the process of preparation. Do I have to really say this? But I have to. 
Some of you are fighting the process by not submitting. You're not submitting to the leadership. You're not support, submitting to those who have authority over you. And therefore, you're not submitting to God. Some of you are sitting there thinking. Uh, maybe those will hear me on the radio. Everybody here won't. But no one's going to tell me what to do. No pastor's going to tell me what to do. No church leader's going to tell me what to do. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. And Jesus could have at 12 years of age said, go on home without me. I'm where I'm supposed to be. But God had put him in that home until the day he was supposed to be baptized. When he left home that day to be baptized by John, he didn't go back. Not to live. Not to have mama cook him a meal. His life changed. Let me tell you what, the unknown tomorrow is better than the day you have. But you need to say, God, I'm willing to go with you. You will never experience turnaround. You'll never experience victory. You'll never know the joys of the unknown tomorrow if you don't do three things. And we have it here. Trust the process. God knows what he's doing. Take the first step of preparation. It's the first step. Submission, which is learn to submit. Every Bible school preacher should should hear this sermon. The first day they go to Bible school. I should preach this sermon every Sunday for a month. The same one. Learn submission. Pay your tithes, study your Bible, pray, witness, love your wife, love your husband, love your kids, obey your parents. But let me tell you something. I'm not going to make you do it. That's not how this works. I have, you know, I've heard of churches where people come by to see your 10, your 10, your, your tax forms where you pay your, we don't do that. It's your decision. It's your choice. Boy, I've preached long. My wife will tell me that. It's your choice. It's your decision. No one's going to look, check on you. No one's going to say, it's your, it was Jesus, it's your decision. It's your choice. We're not legalistic. It's God's desire to prepare you, and you need to have the desire to submit to God. Now listen to this, if I don't kill myself. When Jesus told his parents, where would you expect to find me? I'm in my father's house doing his business. Listen to me. You got to get this. He gave them information. You know what I've done today? I've given you information. But you, that's good to have. But when Jesus said that, he was, he was talking about himself. It's about him. But when he stepped in the water, John suffered to be so. Let's do it fulfill all righteousness. And here's what you want. 
John received revelation. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away. And then he comes out of the water and he sees the Holy Spirit like a dove. And he hears God. Not everybody understands that voice. But John hears, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. I've given you information. But God has to turn it into revelation where you see God as he is. Jesus as he is. You want revelation? Start with some mission. Don't just come to church to get a bunch of info. I can give you info. We could go longer. But I could give you information all day. The first thing you don't need to ask for right now is revelation. <laughs> I, can't, I really want revelation. I understand that. What you need to say, Lord, am I submitting? Am I submitting in the places I need to submit? If you think I'm wanting you, I'm an old man, I won't. This is for the, wherever you go to church. This will always, this is true no matter where you're at. You all know me. I'm not, I'm not going to go back there and say, bow down. I, don't do. I, I just carry manure, okay? But are you submitting? You need to say, God, teach me to submit. Teach me to be like Jesus. That's all. To be like Jesus. Amen. Ask Jesus to be the Lord of every kingdom of your heart. And it begins with submission. But listen, there are going to be great victories. You're going to see this next week. Where I'm going to take you through a journey, a process, where one person finds out that unknown tomorrow is glorious and wonderful, even though the journey has been difficult. Hopeless, full of despair. You're not going to get the revelation you need. And you should want it. But you should say, Lord, help me to learn to submit in the places I should. It'll give you a better marriage. It'll make your job a better place. You'll enjoy work. You'll enjoy home. You'll enjoy church. You'll enjoy life. Because you'll unleash the promises and the blessings of God on your life. Jesus submitted and received the Spirit of God that day. Heard the voice of God. Don't you want that in your life? Thank you for listening to Sermons from Silver Moon with Pastor Phil Barber. To find out more about today's message, you may contact the Silver Moon Full Gospel Church at 417-472-3360. The Silver Moon Full Gospel Church is located on Highway 59 North between Neosho and Diamond, Missouri. Morning worship is at 10 a.m. with a Wednesday night service at 6.30 p.m. The Silver Moon Full Gospel Church, where the distance is worth the difference. Do you have five minutes for God? I'm Pastor Ed Wilson, and I believe there's no better way to begin each morning than spending a little time with Him. That's why every weekday morning I bring you a short devotional broadcast designed just for that. Look up God's five minutes wherever you get your podcast to kickstart your spiritual walk for each day. We'll always do it in five minutes or less. Have you talked to God today?